This is Tate Talks on iHub Radio, a fresh perspective on how to live your best life. Combining biological sciences, mind-body medicine, nutrition, and exercise. This is the place to get the big picture on health and wellness. Live from the iHub Radio studios in Palm Springs, California, here's functional medicine certified health coach and award-winning wellness expert, Jason Tate. Jason Tate here, live out of the studios here, like he said, in Palm Springs, California. Thank you so much for listening to this show. Jason. Coming up to you, coming to you in this hour of Tate Talks, we dive into the research and etiology of the mythical 10,000 steps a day we keep hearing about. I'll be sharing tips on how to get extra steps here and there in your normal daily routine and how to grab those bonus steps. Believe it or not, health benefits come long before you reach 10,000 steps, according to a Harvard research study I'll be sharing. And in, also in this hour is where I lead you through this week's guided meditation to soothe the soul, bring you some inner peace, followed by some facts and benefits of meditation and tips on how to integrate mindful meditation into your daily life. Thank you for being here. And thank you, John, uh, my producer, uh, for being here as well and running the boards for me and posting hey, things on Facebook Live. Jason, Tell me a little bit about what we're doing here. Jason, can I first do a little mea culpa? My apologies to our audience that may have been listening to news over the top of the hour on our live broadcast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> because the news anchor from NBC uh, said multiple times, instead of saying the word drought, said drought. And uh, and I may have had some colorful language about his inability to know what that word is. <laughs> yeah, there Sorry. was another one that he um, mispronounced as well. I'm trying to think of it. It was uh, anyway. I I let it go. I was like, oh boy, he messed that one up. Yeah, but I missed the draught. Draught. Yes, <laughs> we're having a draught here in California. Clearly, he is from I don't know Miami. <laughs> where, where there is no draught. <laughs> yeah. There's never a draught in Miami. <laughs> Thank you, John, for that. I needed that laugh. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so people 10, can listen to us, by the way, on, on uh, the TuneIn app, as they always have, uh, directly from the iHubRadio.com website, on their uh, speakers, their smart speakers, whether it's uh, Google or Amazon. Uh, but now also Facebook Live, and I think that's what you were asking me to tell people. So yeah, I'm sorry yeah, about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you just search iHub Radio on Facebook, uh, there's a live button in the menu down the left side, and you can click on that. And John is going to be posting images that kind of go along with the um, with the topics that I'm gonna, going to be sharing. So gonna, right now I'm going to talk about 10,000 steps. You know, and I've and I've heard this number. We've all heard this number for the longest time. And it's an interesting thing because here we are now, social distancing, we're quarantined, we're in our homes, and I teach. And normally during a school day, 
I'm up and down um, stairs because I teach on the second floor of a building, and I'm, you know I like to I like to get my steps. I like to go walk down to the office instead of send an email. Uh, that's a way I can kind of get my bonus steps in. Um, but I'm I'm standing all day long, and I love to teach standing. And when I used to do uh, the radio show in the studio, when we did it in person, I would stand. Uh, even though they had chairs in the studio, I would move the chair aside and I would stand because this is where my energy was this is where I felt comfortable because I teach from a standing position. I lecture and I do conferences from a standing position. And so here it, um, it's been an adjustment, uh, let me tell you. And I, I'm kind of, I want to engineer my desk or even get a new desk where I can move it up so that I'm standing at home. Uh, and I can teach from a standing position again. So that's uh, that's a project that I have on my list of things to do is to find a way to put my desk up so that it so that it's up for a person. And I'm very tall. I'm six foot three. So it's it would have to be a very high desk. <laughs> um, that being said, I personally know that I'm not getting ten thousand steps a day. Uh, it took an effort even when I was teaching and I was on my feet all the time. It took an effort, an extra effort to go for a walk or run every morning and then go shoot hoops and go for a run after school just to get my 10,000 steps. And here I thought it was an actual number that was based in science. But it turns out, <clears throat> hey, John, have you ever heard the phrase or the slogan, an apple a day? How does that finish? Uh, an apple a day keeps the teacher away. <laughs> Funny. <laughs> or the doctor. I've heard it both ways, honestly. <laughs> an apple a day keeps the doctor away. As if it were, you know, like some a, a health thing. And apples are healthy. I won't say they're not. However, uh, that was a slogan that the apple growers came up with. Um, I don't know what year, but the apple growers came up with the slogan, an apple a day keeps the doctor away. And it's stuck, you know, and the apple is the universal fruit. And when you see a picture of healthy fruits and vegetables, there's almost always an apple sitting there. Uh, and so it's an interesting thing. It turns out that this 10,000 steps a day came from a Japanese pedometer maker who it was an advertising slogan for them. Uh, and in Japanese, this pedometer was made by Yamasa Clock, and they called it the Manpokai, which roughly translates to 10,000 steps meter in Japanese. So there was this 10,000 steps that kind of became the norm. And these other pedometers and Fitbits and everything that came out since then, this has kind of been the goal. However, this is kind of a daunting goal for some people. Um, especially, you know, an inactive elderly population and so on and so forth. So the question was that I wanted to answer is, do we need to hit that magical 10,000? Or for some people, is less than that enough? And for others, do we need more than 10,000 steps? And so it turns out, I found this great study that was done by Harvard, and they had found that a new, in this study, 4,400 steps reduces the risk of premature mortality in women by 41%. And that's less than half of the 10,000 steps. 
So, and this was a professor of medicine at Harvard University uh, that found this. And so they asked him, were you surprised by the results of the study? And he said, yes and no. Um, you know, of course, physical activity, some is good, more is better. But there was not enough data on steps in health, particularly long-term health outcomes. So he found that 4,400 steps per day is a very modest number of steps. And that's actually a very reachable goal for a lot of people. So is 10,000 still a good goal? Of course, right? If you can get to 10,000 steps a day, fantastic. Uh, and I definitely uh, wouldn't want to dissuade you from reaching a goal of 10,000 steps. If you're aiming for that and you hit eight or 9,000, good on you, right? You, you've done great. Uh, and if you can hit 10 or go above 10,000 steps, you know, great. But don't beat yourself up if you're getting five or six or 7,000 steps. That's still very good, okay? Um, some of the other research that I had found uh, with regard to the steps is uh, based on some other uh, research is out of the University of North Carolina, Charlotte, a sedentary lifestyle index is under 5,000 steps. So if you're under 5,000 steps, according to the study, uh, they say that you, this is a sedentary lifestyle. However, that other study from Harvard said 4,400 steps reduce the risk uh, of premature death by 41% in women. And I found it interesting in women only. There were, I didn't find a study that was just for men. So... We do know, and I've heard this many times, that sitting too much definitely raises health risks. Um, and I've heard also the phrase, sitting is the new smoking. Uh, I don't know if you've ever heard that before, but sitting is the new smoking. And I heard this years ago, uh, before this pandemic. Uh, low activity rate, you want to get you know, between five and 7,500 steps, according to the study out of North Carolina. Somewhat active, they said 7,500 to 10,000. An active person is 10,000 above, and a highly active person is over 12,500 steps. Now, two summers ago, I was fortunate enough to have saved up and planned for a trip to Italy with my family, my wife and daughter. And we spent three weeks in Italy and traveled to nine different cities around, you know, central Italy, Rome, and um, you know, Parma and Modena and the Italian coast and so on. And of course, Florence. And uh, we were tracking our steps. There were some days we were over 30,000 steps in a day, if you can believe it. And it's, you know, and this is why we say, you know, you go to Europe, it's it's all walking. You have to kind of prepare yourself for it in, in a way. I bet and, that I did probably... Uh, thirty to forty thousand steps one day in Rome. Yeah, and of course you're tired at the end of the day, but you got to see Rome. Like this is how you see Rome, and the Colosseum, and oh God, I love Italy. I'm so grateful that we did that trip two summers ago because this past summer was a garbage fire. <laughs> it wouldn't have happened, honestly. Right. So, so, so glad that we got that uh, and we did that. Um, with these 10,000 steps, I, I don't know, John, have you ever done step counters other than that, you know, that trip to Rome type of thing? Oh, absolutely. So um, I, 
uh, it's actually how I initially injured my foot was because I was so, um, uh, shall I say, uh, competitive. Well, not competitive, but I was, uh, (laughs) compulsive about it. Okay. And I was, and I was in, I was actually on a trip to Seattle and I went out and I probably walked about, uh, 13, 14,000 steps one day in Seattle when I went hiking with some friends and we walked up and downtown and then I went to a baseball game that night. And I remember when I had a friend drop me back off where I was staying, I had him do it by dropping me off a few blocks uh, up the street from where I had to be. So that I could, so that I could get a few more steps in before. And the next day, I woke up to found uh, to find a hole in the side of my foot because a bone had rubbed up against the skin and against my shoe that I'd been wearing, and that's when my feet problem (laughs) began. But um, yeah, I used to wear uh, I used to wear uh, Fitbit was out at the same time, but I used to wear a device that was called the Up Tracker. I don't know if you remember those, Mm-mm, and uh, no. it was called Up, and it was uh, made by Jawbone, and uh, and I would wear that everywhere and be making sure as best I could that I was hitting over ten thousand steps a day. Wow, well, I'm I'm glad that you're recovering from that, uh, and I know you've had some foot issues even since then, but uh, you know you're. You're getting back into it, and I'm proud of you. Everyone's got their journey. Yep. You know? Still to come on Tate Talks, tips on how to get those steps in your everyday life, those little bonus steps, and this week's Empty Your Cup guided meditation where we get to kind of relax, and I take you on a nice little peaceful journey, and this week's meditation is about letting go. From Palm Springs, California, iHub Radio presents inspirational conversation to help you on the path to vitality. Health and wellness conversation is front and center on Tate Talks with Jason Tate. Here's Jason. My name is Jason. You're listening to Tate Talks. Thank you. I'm talking right now uh, with my producer, John. We're talking about 10,000 steps, that mythical number of 10,000 steps a day. Get your steps in. Uh, there are some studies that show that you know around 5,000 steps, you're actually doing pretty well. Uh, you're reducing some uh, risk factors that would improve uh, quality of life. So don't beat yourself up if you're not quite getting to those 10,000. However, it's still a great goal to have. I don't I don't see an issue in aiming for 10,000 steps or even some days going above it and so on and so forth. So here are some tips. I want to share some tips on how to get those extra steps. John uh, shared just before the break there that he had a friend drop him off a few blocks uh, away from his destination so he could get those extra steps in from an already busy and walking day, uh, which is definitely one of those tips. You know, you can walk at work, uh, take a five minute stroll on your lunch break, 
How about, uh, I take how about a little when... stroll during my lunch break. Um, I teach out of my office at home uh, during the week with my students. And then during my 40-minute lunch break, if I'm not eating, and sometimes even while I'm eating, um, I'm standing and I'm walking around the house and I'm walking around the kitchen just to get some movement because I'm tired of sitting. <laughs> Jason? Um yeah. How about when you go to the grocery store, uh, not parking in the nearest stall, but at the other side of the lot or at the That's end of right. a row? Yeah, they should call that. You know, it was funny. I was um, a good friend of mine is a doctor here um, in the Coachella Valley, Dr. Joseph Sugar. He's a legend I, and he's an amazing human being. And we talked about grocery stores. They should put up shade structures far away. Right. And call it the healthy parking. <laughs> what about because idea? here in the Coachella Valley, people will probably park under shade before they would park close. What do you think about that, John? Uh, probably. Yeah. I mean, if there's a shade structure and you've got to walk an extra, you know, I don't know, 500 feet or whatever. I think people would do that. Well, 500 honestly. feet might be a call little it the healthy far. Parking zone. That might be a little far because that's like. Uh, you know, one and two thirds size of a football field, but you know, <laughs> I'd say you know at least a couple of hundred feet. Okay, all right, all right. <laughs> let's not let's not put them out in the South Forty. But yes, you're right. You can park further away. Uh, I would love it if companies were to put up shade structures and then put some solar panels up there, right, to generate some energy instead of a waste of space. Um, and that way people can park in the shade and they get a nice little walk. So you can do that for yourself, though. Uh, park a little farther away and walk into the grocery store from there. Um, that was the tip number two here I was going to read. Tip number three, spread out household chores. Okay. For example, if your laundry is in the basement, rather than waiting until your laundry basket is full to take it downstairs, try taking your dirty down cl uh, clothes down each day. So that's a little extra tip. Um, it doesn't work in my house, you know, because I don't have that situation. But, uh, of course, play. Uh, have a dance party with your children and grandchildren, even your pets, according to this one. Uh, you can build in a daily walk. Okay. Put it on your calendar. Uh, set a reminder even on your on your phone or your device to go for your walk, uh, take your pets for a walk. Uh, there's a person in my neighborhood who walks his cat. All right, fine, walk your cat. <laughs> take mini walks. Um, it doesn't even have to be a long one. You can divide your day into three parts, morning, afternoon, and evening, and commit to a 10 to 15 minute walk each time one of those days. And by the end of the day, you'll have met 30 minutes of exercise and clocked some serious steps. Uh, talk in person rather than, well, no, let's not do that. Um, going the extra mile. By the way, if you are talking on the phone with someone, I saw this uh, as, as far as another one. They call it walk and talk. Walk around, you know, unless you're in a situation where you have bad, um, you know, service. But walk around your house while you're talking. I love to do this. Uh, when I'm talking to somebody on the phone, because again, it gives me a chance to just kind of be active and and walk around and move because I sit too much now um, teaching from home and teaching on my computer. So um, taking your pets, trying music, and again, even just 
you know, putting on some music in your house, it, it kind of inspires you. Um, we, you know, we're human. There's something primal uh, that we love about music. So putting on some music and maybe you end up dancing. Who knows? <laughs> Take the stairs, park farther away, walk while waiting. If you go to a dentist or a doctor's office, walk around. Don't sit down. Walk around. Um, you know, stay standing. Try standing more often than sitting. Do that. So coming up next is your meditation. Uh, I'll invite you to find a nice, comfortable place to sit down, uh, preferably even lie down uh, if you if you're able to. And find a nice, quiet place. If you can put on headphones for this, do that. It'll be a much better experience, but stay right there. I've got your weekly guided meditation coming up where we will focus on letting go and relieving some of that energy and just feeling lighter at the end of it. Stay right there. Tate Talks continues on iHub Radio with iHub Radio wellness expert, Jason Tate. Jason Tate here, live out of the studios here in Palm Springs, California, and it is time. It's time for Empty Your Cup, my weekly mindfulness moment, uh, our little segment here. And I'm going to start off with a couple of quotes uh, to set us up for our letting go meditation that we're going to do today. So the first one <clears throat> is don't let your don't let the behavior of others destroy your inner peace. Uh, this is powerful. You know, oftentimes we give others way too much power. Uh, we give people power over our feelings. And that's something that is our choice. Um and another quote is, learning to ignore things is one of the greatest paths to inner peace. And so how do we do this, right? We do this from practice. Uh, practice makes perfect and perfect practice makes perfect. But when we practice ignoring things, uh, then we, have a, we get better at it. You know, we get better at what I call mindfully resilient to being able to handle the stressors of the world and there are plenty all of us are going to be dealing with stressors in the world and these guided meditations where you practice letting go of the noise where you practice uh let's just call it deafening or or uh, silencing the monkey mind so I'm going to take you through the breathing technique. I'm going to take you through my weekly meditation. And I'll just let you know, thoughts may come. Let them come. Let them go. This is about letting go right now. So there's only two things that you need to listen to right now. One is the music that John's going to be playing for me. And the other is my voice. I'm your guide. Okay, so I'm going to be piloting this meditation ship, this journey that we're on. So you just listen to me, lie back, relax, 
and I'm just going to take you on this nice, beautiful little ride. So you start um, either you're sitting uh, comfortably, feet are flat on the floor, arms are down, relaxed in your lap, eyes are closed, head is kind of drifting down just a little bit, or you have an opportunity to lie down, which is even better. Again, eyes are closed, just relax. And we'll start with a nice deep breath, breathing in through your nose, filling up your lungs all the way. A long, slow exhale. Doing this one more time, nice big deep breath in through your nose. Long, slow exhale. Very good. Now we're going to be breathing in for the count of four seconds, holding the breath, and then exhaling for six seconds. This is the four six breathing technique, my favorite. On my count, breathing in for one, two, three, four. Hold, exhaling, one, two, three, four, five, six. In for one, two, three, four, hold, and exhaling, one, two, three, four, five, six. In for one, two, three, four, Hold, exhaling, one, two, three, four, five, six. In for one, two, three, four, hold. Exhaling, one, two, three, four, five, six. In for one, two, Three, four, hold. Exhaling, one, two, three, four, five, six. Breathing and counting on your own now. Thoughts may come, distractions may occur. Let them come and let them go. This is your time right now. Focusing only on your breath, feeling fully relaxed, listening to the music, any other things that come, just let it go. You owe yourself this time, these few minutes, this little slice out of your day where you can take this backpack, imagine a really heavy backpack on your back. It contains all of the stressors, all of the lists of things that you need to do, just everything. Just take it off and set it down. Imagine the lightness that you feel once you've set this large backpack down. Ah, You can almost feel as if you can stand up taller. You can breathe easier. And you have this feeling of Relief, letting go. Taking these moments now for your own self-care, 
knowing that you can address these other items later. It's okay. And you'll be able to address them with a much clearer mind, a much greater ability to see the solution to the problem once you've decluttered the mind. So I want you to imagine now as you're breathing and relaxing, this organization and decluttering of the mind. Feeling more relaxed, letting go. As you let go, I want you to think about your hands and fingers and wrists. I want you to imagine them becoming lighter and lighter as if they were able to just barely drift and float just lightly above where they are now. Feeling the same feeling in your legs and your arms. Feeling lighter and lighter. Almost as if you're able to just gently levitate Letting go, just being you, your breath, your body, taking care of itself, doing everything it needs to do. The body naturally wants to be healthy. The body naturally wants to breathe appropriately. Your heart rate is becoming calm and strong. Your breath even and calm, just right. Any stressors, let them go. Imagining yourself now floating just gently, levitating softly. Feeling this relief, this lightness, all the weights off your shoulders now. And as a smile comes across your face, you feel confident, empowered, strong, wise, beautiful, and able to handle and tackle anything that comes your way. You are now prepared. All problems have solutions, in many cases multiple. It just takes our clear mind, creative thinking, determination, underlying all of that, knowing that it is possible. This is the clarity that you give to yourself. We'll be taking a couple of nice big deep breaths now as we gently bring ourselves back to full awareness. First, taking a nice big deep breath in through your nose, all the way filling up your lungs. Eyes remain closed. 
long, slow exhale. Eyes are still closed. One more nice big deep breath in through your nose, filling up your lungs all the way. And as you do, lifting your shoulders up towards your ears. Long, slow exhale, letting your shoulders kind of roll back and drop down. And as you're exhaling, gently letting your eyelids rise. Coming back to full awareness now, state of presence, still feeling this lightness, still feeling lighter than before. The ability for even a moment to let go, to take time for yourself to be present and in the moment. This is a gift that you can give to yourself every single day, as many times per day as you need. But I definitely recommend that you meditate at least once a day. You've got at least five minutes, 10 minutes, 20 is great. And for the person that says, I don't have time to meditate, well, then you need to meditate for 20 or 30 minutes. <laughs> Because if you don't have time to meditate, then it's a long day, by the way. <laughs> um, it's important to set aside the time, to make it a priority. It's important to get your steps. Uh, it's important to put the right foods in your body. The show really does operate on these three pillars of wellness. Very simple. Movement, nourishment, and mindfulness taking care of these three pillars and you'll have the life that you want and you'll be able to look back on a life well lived full of purpose and meaning but this mindfulness piece this is the one that makes all the other ones possible it really is this is the most important one so it is essential that you set aside that time to do that and with that being said Still to come, as I wrap up this week's show, I'll share the benefits of meditation and an insight into the power behind the practice. Also some tips on how to integrate it in your day here and there. Um, yeah, And I'll wrap up the show. And I also want to share some wins that I've had as a teacher teaching from the social distancing aspect. Um, there are a couple of uh, silver linings to this and I'll be sharing those. Stay right here on Tate Talks. If you want to prevent or even reverse many of the chronic diseases that plague society today, you're in the right place. Now, here's Jason Tate. Jason Tate here, live out of the studios, Palm Springs, California. Thank you so much for sticking around for my great show. I, I've had so much fun on today's show 
And I hope that you have as well, sharing some beautiful tips on how to get your steps. Uh, I talked about nutrition in the first hour. I definitely um, love doing this. And, and I do this for my, my general audience, actually, is high school students. Um, but I also do public speaking for people, usually adults, um, people of all ages. Uh, I do get to do some teaching for doctors uh, in their family medicine residency. Uh, usually I do mindfulness work with them um, and then sometimes some nutrition education, whatever it is that they're looking for. And so definitely a big shout out to my to my friends at the Eisenhower Family Medicine Residency. I love you guys over there, my family. And what I do want to talk about now as I wrap up this week's show is some of these benefits of meditation and mindfulness. And, and you know, all you have to do is kind of Google it and look it up. And and I want to share some of the things, you know, that you'll find from that, but also some things biochemically that occur in the body when you do this. However, for many people, they don't, a lot of people don't care. They just like to feel good. Everyone likes to feel good. Everyone likes to feel happy. Everyone likes to feel lighter, which is the letting go meditation that we did today. Uh, by the way, time is relative. <clears throat> that meditation that I just did with you was about eight minutes long. Um, and for many people, it does feel much longer because time is relative. And when you come out of it, you're so relaxed and you feel so much better. Most people don't believe that that can happen so quickly. Uh, and this has been my experience uh, leading meditations over the past several years. So I really learn a people, lot from you each, the each week. The reason to do it is just the good feeling at the end of it. And they're good enough with that. Uh, and, and that's plenty for them. However, for those of you that might be skeptics, for those of you that think, ah, oh, meditation doesn't work for me, uh, you know, I'll, I'll try it, but it doesn't work. Well, first of all, <laughs> keep trying. Um, and secondly, stop saying it doesn't work because that's where it starts. If you believe it doesn't work, then how could it ever work? You've got to start first believing that it's possible. I'm not saying, you know, just change your language and say it works. Yeah, it, it definitely works because you clearly haven't felt it yet. Uh, and you will. You can. I believe all people can meditate. I believe all people can cook. I believe all people can learn. Um, all people are capable of doing many things. And one of them is meditation and mindfulness. Uh, it might take a lot of practice, but it is possible. So you've got to just open the door a little bit. Jason. Yes, John. I learn something new every single week in this. And, uh, <laughs> I, you know, I can't tell you how much I appreciate this. By the way, I want to let people know uh, that tonight, live from 8 to 10 p.m., Ted Geis will be here, and we'll be talking about the fitness nutrition component as well, which is a nice add-on to having both you guys on Saturdays now. Yes, definitely. Love Ted's show, by the way. So, and he'll be on Facebook Live as well, right? Yes. Awesome. Yeah. So, 
again, you know, what do you have to lose? Try it. You know, just like listening to Ted's show, he's got some great advice on there as well. Try the meditation, try the workouts, try all this stuff. You have nothing to lose, honestly. Maybe um, some weight. <laughs> yeah, you could lose weight. <laughs> you could None lose of us that. hate that. I mean, unless you're anorexic, you know, but. <laughs> I will tell you, I will share. So, you know, when you look up, uh, you know, reasons to meditate, you know, increasing self-awareness, focusing on the present, reducing negative emotions, you know. Okay. Here's the science behind that, actually. So what happens when you drop into that meditative state, you're actually literally reducing cortisol hormone, which is a stress hormone. Uh, and a lot of people have elevated stress right now, elevated anxiety, elevated fears, uh, elevated anger. You know, there's a lot going on in this bipolar world that we live in now, especially here in America, where there's this polarity politically that's happening. And there's there's just, it seems like so much bad news. And it's just disheartening. And it almost feels helpless. You know, I was watching somebody talking about how their entire neighborhood just burned to the ground. You know, he says, the first time in my life I felt helpless. These are people that are dealing with trauma. And trauma doesn't only happen outside our body, it happens inside of our body as well. And it affects our body, it affects our health. And so you deal with this trauma by breathing, relaxation, meditation, yoga, Tai Chi, Qigong, working out, doing these things to improve your inner health. And it reduces the levels of cortisol and you will lose weight. Um, if somebody were to eat a healthy diet, you take two people in a study, one person's eating, they're both eating the same diet. One person has a very stressful life and they're not managing their stress. The other person does take steps to manage their stress. The person with who's not managing their stress, that person will actually gain weight on the exact same diet. Uh, so it plays a major role. It really does. And it, and it leads to other health effects. So I'm going to tell a quick teaching win. Um, because I'm teaching from home uh, on Thursday mornings with my uh, elective nutrition class, I bring the laptop into the kitchen and I teach a cooking lesson uh, for my students. Um, so for the last two weeks, let's see, this past week, I taught them how to make a dinner salad with some toasted garbanzo beans on top. And I actually made three salads, one for my wife and daughter and one for myself. And it only takes about 10 or 15 minutes. So I showed them a quick dinner salad recipe. Uh, two weeks ago, I showed them how to make a breakfast bowl, which uh, came from raw nuts and seeds uh, unsweetened coconut milk yogurt and um, raw almond butter and some fresh berries on top. And it was so much fun. I send them the recipe ahead of time so they can go out and shop and they can be in their kitchen. I've had a few students follow along and kind of make it with me uh, while they're in their kitchens and I'm having a blast. I'm having so much fun doing this in otherwise a situation where I wouldn't have been able to before. So that's my teaching win that I would like to share with you. Tate Talks is here at iHub Radio every Saturday 
and on all major podcasts uh, to provide current, up-to-date information with regard to health and wellness, to inform and inspire you to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next week.